Welcome to Guys Being Dudes Radio, sub-podcast, Boys Peekin'. On today's episode, Coach and Tex-Mex talk the season two finale of Twin Peaks. Welcome to the podcast. Your host, Tex-Mex, here with Coach, wrapping up Twin Peaks season two finally so it was a doozy (laughs) so uh we're gonna try to rip through uh i believe there's four episodes left that we haven't discussed we're gonna try to rip through three of them quickly and uh save most of our time for discussing the last episode which i mean in my opinion it saves the season (laughs) yeah it's just it's just longer There's so much bloat in it. There is so much stuff. We talked about it last episode, last podcast. It's just so yeah. much of it could have been cut. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, first off, episode 26, Variations on Relations. Um, actual number 27, season number 19. Uh, Cooper and Truman realize that Earl has visited the Owl Cave. Earl kidnaps... Uh, Rusty Tomaski, a traveling musician, and tells him about the Black Lodge and his desire to harness its evil power. That's a funny scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that when he's putting him in the, the pond, right? And he's like, where's the beer, dude? Yeah, the whole time he just asks him about beer and like friggin' Earl's just going on and on and on about the Black Lodge. He just doesn't care. And he's like, Leo, hand me the crossbow. Um, Catherine requests... Pete's help in opening the puzzle box. Lana, who is now in a relationship with Dwayne, convinces him to rig the Miss Twin Peaks contest. See, I told you she'd come back. Of which he is one of the judges. So that she will win. Cooper matches the handwriting in the poem sent by Earl in Leo's arrest report. Uh, realizing that Leo wrote the poem. Earl... Which is kind of crazy. Like, yeah, Leo's brain doesn't work. <laughs> no way he writes anywhere near the same way. Absolutely not. Earl traps Rusty inside a paper mache chest pawn before killing him with a crossbow. Um, Pete accidentally drops the puzzle box, opening it and revealing a smaller puzzle box inside. Cooper and Annie spend time together. They bond over their troubled past. Uh, Cooper failing to protect Caroline and Annie attempting suicide prior to going to the convent. Gordon flirts with and kisses Shelly. So I think I spoiled this, but it's fucking hilarious. Whatever. It doesn't take away from the scene. <laughs> Shelly, uh, much to Bobby's chagrin, Dick hosts a wine tasting to promote the Stop the uh, Ghostwood campaign, where his pretentious behavior irritates Lucy. I think he also gets attacked by one of the, the weasels, right? That was in the uh, fashion show episode. Oh, this is fashion show episode. Uh, Donna presses Eileen over her meeting with Ben, which Eileen insists was charity-related. Uh, Truman re- uh, discovers Rusty's corpse inside the pond in a park. Oh, yeah, that, that whole scene where they find it and they're making everybody back up and Cooper's like, I'll, like, I'll go look. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bomb. <laughs> like, let's just go. Let's just go do this, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get back behind the cars. Um, 
yeah, I mean, this is uh, the beginning of the buildup um, toward where we're going. I don't yeah, think... Yeah, a solid amount of Wyndham Earl stuff in this episode. Yeah, yeah. He's still... he's he's he, They're slowly kind of taking him from whimsical weirdo to, like, killer again. Um, which I think is, is a good move. Because there's like, there's, like, two or three episodes, right, where he's just kind of, like, in those shitty disguises. <laughs> yeah, and just, like, creeping around in the back of the show. Yeah, in the back of, like, every shot. Um, also, the there's... I, I feel like they close out a bunch of storylines, but they're also kind of, like, why? Like, the puzzle box stuff, the... Ben, uh, technically probably being, um, Donna's dad, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, they didn't... They didn't even try to hide that. Yeah, that it's also it's like why? Like what is <laughs> it, it serves no purpose in this show. Other than it's just it's to give Ben and Donna something to do. Yeah. Uh I feel like Billy Zane wasn't mentioned in this breakdown. I feel like he's still in this episode. Billy Zane, that that storyline is something. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Zane. So, Wait, hold on. Let me just check. Is there more? The next episode's the airport one. So actually, so he wouldn't really be in this one because Audrey's not in this one. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but he does. I think I remember right. Let me. Yeah, they they bring him in, and then Audrey has something to do, and then they take him away, and you know, she explodes. Uh, let me da, 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 check joint. No, there's really nothing much about Donna and Billy Zane. I mean, I died. Yeah, yeah. Audrey and Billy Zane. So, next episode is uh, 28. Episode title, uh, episode 27. Alternate title, The Path to the Black Lodge. Um, Cooper realizes Earl's chess game is leading to a violent conclusion. Wheeler reveals he must immediately leave for Brazil. Donna finds her birth certificate, which has no father listed. Major Briggs <laughs> reveals, yeah, of course. Major Briggs reveals that Earl's obsessed with uh, D- Doug Puss. I don't know how to uh, beings of pure evil. I the, the Black Lodge. Um, Cooper speculates that Earl's true motivation in coming to Twin Peaks is to find the Black Lodge. Several people around Twin Peaks are struck by sudden hand tremors. Um, yeah, that's also just kind of glossed over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelly and Bobby reconcile their love. I'm sure you like that part. Uh, Audrey, you do so much better, Shelly. Audrey insists. Uh, we oh, uh, we kind of did gloss over the uh, the kiss part of the last episode. Oh, it seems yeah, fucking it's hysterical. It's the it's. I don't know the exact quote. I said it. I said the best. I could to you last time where it's, uh, it's what does he say? Something along the lines of like, you are, have a, a full frontal view of two adults sharing an intimate moment, like buckle up <laughs> me or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> and just lays it on her. And she's all about it too. Yeah. Bobby's just watching it happen. <laughs> she closes her eyes, she tilts her head. She goes in. <laughs> well, yeah. But then she just sticks with Bobby the next episode. Like, come on. You're going to leave with Gordon. But 
you know, it's Gordon. Gordon likes the ladies a little too much. <laughs> well, can't blame him for liking Shelly. She is gorgeous. Yeah. It's one of, one of the best Twin Peaks. Uh, we should have the bear on here to talk about the, the Twin Peaks uh, restaurant he went to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Reconcile their love. Audrey insists Pete drive her to the airport to catch Wheeler before he leaves. Earl tranquilizes Major Briggs. Audrey and Wheeler make love in his jet, bringing a tear to Pete's eye. I know this show is technically like a soap opera, but yeah. my God, that was so soap opera-y. <laughs> tear to Pete's eye before he too is struck by hand tremors. Um, Earl interrogates Major Briggs about the Black Lodge, discovering it will open when Jupiter and Saturn meet. Andrew smashes the second puzzle box with a rolling pin, revealing a small metallic cube inside. Cooper Nanny dance at the roadhouse before a vision of the giant waving his arms at Cooper and mouths no. Yeah. Uh, I forgot real- that was this episode. Yeah. Earl realizes that the petroglyph is a map to the Black Lodge in the woods. Bob emerges from the bright light, from a bright light, and drapes of the red room uh, reflected beneath him. So. I mean, this puzzle box shit just keeps going all the way until the last episode, and it's so unimportant. <laughs> I don't even remember what that ends up... Oh, that's right, they blow up the bank, right? That was the cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, Earl's slowly getting closer to his, his you know, what he wants. Uh, obviously, Cooper and Annie's love is cursed. <laughs> uh, also, I... At this point, Cooper knows that he needs to be listening to the giant, and he's just willing to go. I mean, he doesn't maybe he doesn't interpret it as like "don't do this with Annie," but like he should know better. One would hope. I mean, it's only been what two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but it is Heather Graham. It is Heather Graham. Peak Heather Graham. Oh yeah, this is like this probably would have been around. Would have been a little pre Awesome Powers, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna look this up. Awesome Powers. Ninety-one. This was uh, so it's probably filmed in ninety or late ninety. Awesome Powers two was ninety-nine, apparently. Yeah. So this is way before Awesome Powers. Wait, no. This is Spike Shaggy. I don't want Spike Shaggy. <laughs> what was the second one called? Oh, I know. The Spike Shaggy is number two. Okay. They got the wrong actors in this cast. That's why I got confused. Yeah, so this is about seven years before Austin Powers. Yeah, like I said, Pete Graham. No, I mean, I don't even... I, I, the, the Tremors, I don't think... Do they explain the Tremors? I think it's just... It's to lead up the fact that Bob's coming back. I think it's just like, oh, evil's going through the town now. It's the only metaphor I can think of. I think that's what it is. Is it supposed to just imply that, like, Bob's coming back and... I don't know if they're trying to say that he's trying to like possess all of these people or that these people can just sense it or feel it for some weird reason. But it's, it's, I think that's what it is. It's like, uh, he's back. Although, isn't it like kind of a POV camera to ghost that person and it seems like they're about to be possessed and then they just shake a little bit? Yeah. Well, he also, did anybody's handshake when uh, he put what's her name in the knob? 
Not that I remember. But like that's that's the thing though is he did that right? Like we we assume that was Bob. We see Bob. Um. So he's he's been back. I don't know why. <laughs> Suddenly there's like another. Oh, Bob's coming. Well, like who knows? Maybe more physical. Um. So, the penultimate episode, uh, actual number twenty nine, episode title, episode twenty eight, alternate title, Miss Twin Peaks. Um. Leo frees Major Briggs, begging him to save Shelley. Uh, Audrey discovers that Ghostwood is being discreetly funded by the Twin Peaks saving and loan. Cooper speculates that Bob was drawn to Josie's fear and that fear is the key to the Black Lodge. They make a lot of a lot of logical jumps when it comes to the Black Lodge. I'm just swinging, dude. <laughs> um, Earl abandons Leo with a cage of tarantulas rigged on a pulley above his head. So I might be completely wrong here. I'm pretty sure almost all tarantulas can't really kill people. I think, I mean, there are some. Uh, I trust, uh, trust <laughs> one of Earl enough to get a right, poison right. to, to find, find something deadly enough, right? But I mean, that being they, said, just dropping a tarantula on a guy is not going to make the tarantula bite him. All he has to do is sit there still, and the tarantula's probably not going to bite him. So it's a yeah. pretty bad plan. <laughs> just bad police work. Um, Donna demands that her parents tell her the truth about Eileen and Ben, but they refuse. Wait, um, just, just stupid parenting. Like She's going to figure it out. She's gotten this far. She found a blank birth certificate. Yeah. Just fucking tell her at this point. Yeah, who gives a instead, shit? Instead, you're gonna go. She's gonna go find out from Ben, which is worse than her telling her yourselves. Donna continues to just be like either the worst character or worst storyline adjacent. <laughs> it, it's more. It's definitely like I can't. You can't fault her character in this. Part, no, no. But it's, it's just like you don't care about the storyline in general because it's her. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, of all of her stories, this is probably the most well motivated. But it's just like everybody, everybody around her is now like the don of the situation. <laughs> there's a there's a term for it in comic books. I can't remember. It's like when no character takes a step back and just uses any sort of sense. I can't remember what the term is for it, but it's like people talk about Civil War all the time. It's like if they just taken a step back and thought about this for a second, they would have been like, "Oh, this is kind of dumb." Just slow the roll a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Cooper recognizes two symbols on the petroglyph as Jupiter and Saturn, leading him to speculate that the Black Lodge will open with Jupiter and Saturn's impending alignment. After Major Briggs returns to society under the influence of Hallow Paradol, his incoherent babbling that fear and love open the doors as and mentions of a queen lead Cooper to realize that Earl will take the winner of Miss Twin Peaks of the Miss Twin Peaks contest to the Black Lodge. At the contest that night, Donna confronts Ben, who admits to having an affair with Eileen and potentially being Donna's father. Annie wins the contest, disguised as the log lady. Earl shuts off the light and <laughs> off. That, honestly, that that was, that was awesome. um, 
and sets off smoke bombs. When the lights turn back on, Earl and Annie are missing. All right. So that's the that's the ten. That was so easy. I know it's a TV show, but man, it was so easy to kidnap Annie. <laughs> How many cops are in that building? They weren't on her as soon as she won. Like they knew he was going to go get her. Yeah. How many? How you don't? Ex- nobody expects the log lady. <laughs> to be fair, he picked the perfect person. <laughs> Just stole my car. Uh. So. Uh, up to this point, did you have any idea what you were in for for this last episode? <laughs> so, overall, <clears throat> at least with the Wyndham Earl shit and the Black Lodge stuff, I had a pretty solid guess what was going to happen. Right. Like that cliffhanger, we'll get there in a second, but the cliffhanger, I kind of figured what, what was going to be the cliffhanger. Yeah. Um. Audrey getting blown up in a bank, not so much. <laughs> right, right, right. That one, that one came out of nowhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I'd say overall it was like, yeah, okay, I get where it's going. I didn't think it'd be as hard of a cliffhanger as it was, though. I Did you think it, that it was going to be as weird as it was? Because it's like, I haven't timed it or looked at it. Because I I don't know when I watched these like a, a month ago probably, but it's like a full like twenty minutes or forty minutes of just like um really surreal shit like yeah like I'm I'm trying to find it online here just like a YouTube clip they're all like two minutes long I'm like that is not <laughs> this scene this scene is like freaking twenty hours long it, it's the majority of the episode is it the majority. I, it's got to be. It, it's. I have to pull it up on Hulu. Okay, so two minutes, three minutes, eight minutes, another two minutes, ten minutes, another three, 13 minutes. It's 13 minutes long. I mean, this is all the lodge time? 13 minutes in the lodge. Right. Which is a good chunk of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I, like... <laughs> um... That flowers walked in mid episode, mid that part, of course. She's like, What the hell are you watching? <laughs> I was like, It is pretty damn surreal, man. Um, well, so I feel like that 13 minutes is, um, kind of what sets like. Sets the show, sets the the tone of like how people remember the show. Obviously, because it was the last episode and last piece of Twin Peaks content people had for a little bit. But like, that's I feel like that's the 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 part that like sticks with people more than anything is all the weird lodge stuff, right? And it's definitely what I remember the most. So let's uh, let's get into it. So this is Dave David Lynch coming back to direct episode uh, overall thirty. Well, actually, hold on. I just looked up episode 28 is Stephen Gyllenhaal, which is the Gyllenhaal's father. Hmm. Fun fact. I thought, didn't know if they were related. <laughs> um, in season episode 22, episode title, of course, episode 29, alternate title, Beyond Life and Death, directed by David Lynch. So, let's do the summary. <laughs> Earl takes Annie to a wooded grove where they vanish behind the curtains of the Red Room. 
Having suffered head trauma during the pandemonium at the contest, Nadine reverts to her true age, upsetting Mike, who has come to genuinely love her. That's so I forgot about that. (laughs) So fucking ridiculous. Andrew and Pete discover that the metallic cube contains a safety deposit key. Audrey chains herself to the bank vault to protest Ghostwood, while Andrew and Pete unlock the safety deposit box, which detonates a bomb planted by Eckert. Knowing that bomb just sits in there for fucking years, still able to go off as soon as it opens. Hmm. I don't know Mag- enough about bombs. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but that seems kind of crazy. The ma- magic of television. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper follows Earl and Annie into the red room alone. In a distorted voice, Sarah tells Major Briggs, I'm in the Black Lodge with Dale Cooper. I'm waiting for you. Cooper sits in the red room with the dwarf. Laura tells him, I'll see you again in 25 years. Before making a strange gesture with her hands, Cooper sees disturbing apparitions of Annie, Caroline, Laura, and finally Earl, who demands Cooper's soul in exchange for Annie's life. Cooper's doppelganger chases the real Cooper. Several hours later, Cooper and Annie emerge in the grove, Cooper is taken back to the Great Northern, where he smashes his head against the mirror, his reflection of that of Bob, and mockingly he repeats, How's Annie? So starting for <laughs> And that's all people got for twenty-five years. Um I think Isn't it actually twenty-five years when they actually do this the next season? Uh what is Season three comes out 2017. This was filmed 92. So yeah. About yeah, about 25 years. Damn close to it at least. 91. So it's technically I think it's technically 26 years, but close enough. Yeah. Um they they reset all that stuff in, in, in three, like they where they, they refer to the 25 years. It is in the show, it is 25 years later, I believe, when it picks up. I might be wrong. Um so let, let, let's just go point by point here. So Earl has Annie. They disappear in the grove. Um, so, what, what, what the hell is Earl's plan? He doesn't know what the hell's on the side of this shit. Nope. Nope. And in, in my, I will get to it. It, it bites him in the ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. Nadine. Uh, <laughs> we didn't really talk about the Nadine storyline because it's, it's been running in the background the whole time. But um, there's like a, a, a comedy scene where he's like Mike is whispering to Bobby about like what what he does with Nadine like do you know what a woman with super strength can do or something and it's just like super strength and experience yes and Bobby's like (laughs) (laughs) it's just fucking wild and like yeah because they're like checking into the great northern to like stay for a night and stuff and like bang it out it's 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 all it's all happening in the background and i think big ed finally decides to go through with like divorcing her right like and just ending the relationship so he can be with um norma and and just letting her be yeah 18 (laughs) and the the freaking uh the doctor's just okay with it Listen, J- Jacoby is a interesting man. Um, live and let live, right? So, obviously, she suffers some head trauma. I think a sandbag falls on her head or something, and like, or oh, like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm on the actual Twin Peaks fandom page. There's actually a lot of this episode that they don't talk about on that wiki thing you read. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, it's literally when Ed is saying, like, yeah, we're going through with the divorce is when she, like, fully comes to, right? And she's like, yeah. who are all these fucking people? <laughs> where are my drape runners? Yeah, where are my drape runners? And uh, I, that's, I mean, that's the end of that story as far as we see, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. So one thing I want to get to that they didn't talk about when you read yeah, is when they bring Ronette Pulaski back for two seconds. No shit. Yeah. Jar smells like scorched engine oil. Hawk brings in Ronette Pulaski who recognizes the smell from the night of Laura Palmer's murder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then everybody always forgets about Ronette. I know. And they also skip over the fact that Doc Hayward, Donna's, quote unquote father yeah goes to see ben ben punches him slams his head against the fireplace and as far as we know doc hayward's dead (laughs) (laughs) i forgot they got into a fucking fight um christ um so we see uh mike's heartbroken whatever Andrew and Pete storyline. They've been fucking with these puzzle boxes in the background um, for the whole, the last three or four episodes. Um, longer than that, actually. So they they go to the bank, and Audrey's there and protesting. She has she has locked herself to the bank vault gate, and that's a whole. That's actually a pretty funny scene. Um, I enjoyed that scene with the. Uh, the old man at the bank. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Where she's like, and she just, just just changed herself to it, and she's like, "All right, whatever." Like <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's it's that like David Lynch like super wide shot where she's chained to the vault, and he's like running over to her and being like, "Yeah," uh, and then running back to the phone, and then like running, and he's just watching it all happen. Well, running, I say running. He's an old man, so he's walking very slowly, like. <laughs> It's all very drawn out. And then of course uh Andrew and Pete arrive and they're going they're trying to go into the vault and she's like, Oh yeah, right this way and she like steps back with the gate and opens it <laughs> um to let him in. Like without even thinking about it. Uh they're not even phased by it either. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody nobody's phased by anything. It, that's it's brilliant. I, I I did enjoy. I don't think the the five episodes of puzzle uh, figuring out is worth the this scene and all the gags in it, but um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, I do I do really enjoy all of this. And then obviously the bomb is like one of the bigger surprises of the show because that means Pete is dead, Andrew is dead, Audrey is dead, the bank teller is dead. Like. <laughs> It's a big fucking bomb. Like it, it explodes. It doesn't just blow up the vault. It blows out like the floor, right? It, like the, the entire bank is just obliterated. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to assume when we watch the next season that some of them are alive. But like, I, Christ, <laughs> they shouldn't be. I, I'm gonna uh, go out there and say I don't know. Um. So. They're, they're all dead. And that's the end of that storyline. Is just They're all dead. Um, well, at least we never have to deal with Billy Zane again. Right, right. Um, so, 
it's like Griggs in the I, I, I wanna just like hit these in, in order before we get to like the end end. I know we've got like the Briggs and the people at the double R, right? When the log lady comes over or there's like the whole lodge thing and then it's just it's everything in the lodge right so it's like it's the diner scene and then everything in the lodge yeah like every so every episode's 40 something minutes I just calculated out this close to 18 minutes worth of lodge stuff we get the diner scene right where Sarah Palmer possessed by some lodge entities um, I have to assume it's Bob. Right, right. Taunts Briggs slash like lets them know where uh, Cooper is and that they're waiting for him. Blah blah blah. Um, also, why was Jacoby with Sarah? I just, I just, <laughs> give her morphine. Somebody's got to give her morphine. That's I don't know. That's my best bet. Jim just said Jacoby's just always there in this show. Like. Well, in the in the back part of it, yeah, he's like involved in like every storyline. I think it's because they don't want to use like the real doctor. Yeah, it's too ridiculous for a real doctor. <laughs> so they use Jacoby, but um, so that happens, and then we we get the long, you know, chunk of the episode that is the lodge. Uh, it is glorious and i loved it i love every second of it um pretty unexplainable (laughs) yeah Uh, you you can't explain it Uh, you've got to just see it yeah uh it's obviously it's more worth it if you've gone through the 30 episodes the 29 episodes before this but like the, the the big things are you know i think hawk said the lodge like tests you uh you have to go through the black lodge on your way to the white lodge and if you're not of like perfect courage or something like it'll take you'll lose your soul or get lost or or what have you but that gotta pay the troll toll gotta pay the troll toll so i mean cooper sees like um you know the dwarf that he's been like seeing that the this the little man or whatever that dances and he sees sarah um again or, or, or laura palmer excuse me again and he also sees like doppelgangers which are like the wide-eyed versions and yeah they're like cataract eyes yeah and i like he earl's trying to like take his soul i get i don't know what earl's plan is here but my interpretation of what happens is Earl Earl gets, you know, fucking blasted by the Black Lodge and is gone. Like at this yeah. point. <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I assumed. Like as soon as he went in, I yeah. think it's like they were just I think it's kinda of, you can assume that they were tempting him to come in so they could take his soul and therefore lure Cooper in. Right. And then they else? clearly just wanted Cooper the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get the doppelganger um, chasing Cooper around, and I think he exits and re-enters the room like six times, and every time it's just a little bit different. And then, like, then he runs backwards through all the rooms again, and it, it's just it's so surreal. And like, 
I, I, without like graphically explaining everything into the ground, like it is just some of the weirdest stuff to ever make it on a network television. And it's so fun to watch. Um, it, uh, I think the sheriff's outside, right? Like waiting for yeah. that. Andy shows up at some point. Yeah. I think. They're, they're all waiting. And then the, the curtains appear and, uh, Cooper and Annie are, are like passed out on the ground. I believe, um, they get everybody back. Uh, they're all knocked out. And it, it had taken 10 hours their time, at least. Yes, yes. It <laughs> it had gone through the night, um, the disappearance. And uh, obviously, Wyndham Earl doesn't come back. Um, and we get the, you know, the cliffhanger <laughs> of, of all cliffhangers where uh, Cooper's just acting like a little off. And then he goes to the bathroom he's saying like like very like stilted sentences if i remember correctly like like very short and like not as emotive and he goes into the bathroom he's like i have to brush my teeth um and then he just starts saying where's annie or how's annie how's annie and like slamming his head into the mirror and it's bob it's uh bob has taken uh cooper's body or at least his form or at least his form so, what do you think of season two of Twin Peaks? <laughs> it was worth watching just to get those 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, generally what I tell folks is like, it's, it's, it, it gets, it's, it's real bad. And then, well, not bad, but like the quality is just such a stark drop off. Yeah, um, they, they focus too much on other stuff, and it's like just, just let's just stick with the Wyndham Earl stuff. Let's stick with the Black Lodge stuff. Let's get weird with it. And it felt like David Lynch definitely leaves, and then the networks like, but we need less weird stuff. You did too much weird stuff for a season and a half. Let's let's focus on the soap opera things because that's what we think is actually selling the show. In reality, that's not what was selling the show. Well, I mean, like, like, like everybody has said forever. Um, once they solve Laura's murder, um, it just it changes the show, like, in in such a way that I don't think they were really ready to yeah to take that to to, to change to to know what the show was about, if not about who killed Laura Palmer. Well, um, you said they were kind of forced to do that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like. I think people misinterpret it as like, oh, David Lynch never planned on solving it. David Lynch and Mark Frost never planned on solving it. Or I think Mark Frost was more adamant on, on having it solved sooner. But I think David Lynch's thing was like, yes, they would solve it at the end of the show. But like, just... It feels like what they were planning on doing, now that I'm, I really hadn't thought about this at all, but just off the top of my head... It feels like they were saving this Black Lodge stuff for the end of season two this whole time. And the investigation of Laura Palmer's death was going to bring them there because they'd figure out that Bob's uh, spirit and then that brings them to the Black Lodge. And then they made them solve the murder too soon. So then you have to introduce a new woman character, Annie, to get Cooper to go into the Black Lodge. Well, so like some some elements were there. Um Wyndham Earl had has had already been name dropped, I believe. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think... I don't think they would have done, like, the... the Canadian um, Mountie, you know, pinning drugs on... Uh, yeah. Storyline that ultimately amounted to absolutely nothing. I... Also, it gets Cooper non-FBI, which keeps him in town for a bit. But he gets reinstated. Oh, I don't even know if he gets reinstated. But he like, gets reinstated in the last ep- the second to last episode because Gordon gives him his badge back. Yeah, I like. I feel like they wouldn't have done that. I don't know. I don't know how they would have gotten us to the lodge. Maybe like, you know, Bob would have killed again or something, or he does kill again, obviously, but. Um, maybe would have gotten away with it and, and kept going or, or who knows, but, um, yeah, I, I assume that the, uh, my understanding is that they always knew Bob, the entity was the killer. I don't know if, if they, I, I, I assume that means that they planned for it to be Leland, but I didn't know, I don't know if they like how necessarily they thought they were going to drag that out more, maybe not have Leland's like breakdown be so quick. You know, yeah, it, that that did happen fast. Um, maybe you know he goes and gets Ronette or something, or or maybe Bob jumps bodies and then like Leland turns himself in and they think they have somebody and then you know I mean, there's a lot of different ways it could have gone. It just felt like they yeah. abandoned it and then went back to it in the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was clear that they were going to return to Bob in some way when he flew off as an owl, and then they had him show up to put Josie in a, a knob, right? Which, there's no conclusion to that storyline. Yeah, she, her soul's just trapped in the knob of a drawer the Great White Northern. She lost Great the Northern. she lived. Um, yeah, no, I, that's, that's, yeah, that's the conclusion of Josie's plot. Uh, I... I, yeah, I can't imagine watching this in, like, 91 and then never getting... They don't really... Any closure? <laughs> What's up? Getting no closure? Yeah, and then getting no closure for 25, 26 years. I mean, so they... I Spoilers. Um, Firewalk With Me is a prequel. It's not really... doesn't really tell you much... Uh, I think maybe a little bit of it happens after. Uh, also, David Bowie's in it. Um, yeah, I, I, and then you get the movie in 92, and then there's nothing until, you know, 2016, 2015, you hear that, like, oh, Showtime's got a deal. Um, with Which, David- that must have taken a heck of a lot. Someone in that studio loved Twin Peaks, got high enough in Showtime <laughs> To be able to be like, we're making this, and I don't care who who says no. Well, I, I feel like Twin Peaks is also such a niche space. Like, I'm sure there are a bajillion fucking, you know, Firefly fans around big studios, but, like, you know, we, we've got The Mandalorian, we've got a bunch of other, like, there have been uh, Western shows and cowboy shows uh, and, and, like, space shows, and although nothing necessarily filled that niche as well, like, there's nothing like Twin Peaks on TV. Like, <laughs> no. Um, it, I don't... Just, it is very freaking weird. 
and yeah. people for the most part people not in our circle of weirdness and nerdism and i uh, just appreciation of just stupid things like this <laughs> like there's not a ton of people that i'd actually recommend the show to honestly well e- even even our circle like it's not like there's there's 11 of us now uh maybe four of us are interested in this show and like we drag the bear in right like <laughs> yeah and a- yeah so it's like it's four to joe us two Boston Market says he loves it, but I don't know how much he actually likes the show versus he just likes the lodge scene. Mm. He's a poser. Well, I mean, we already knew that. Um, no, it's just, it's just like a, a weird, like I, I there's things like so we we like Cheers, right? And um. They're, like Cheers is iconic, but the thing is, like there are shows like Cheers of Cheers quality, like yeah, com- and have- took, took the tropes that Cheers invented and arguably did them better. Right. Well, I mean, I just mean that there's there's things that have filled those spots, right? Like yeah, before Cheers there were shows. After Cheers, there's been shows. There's been you know Seinfeld and Friends. I think Friends has fallen off, in my opinion. Uh, I think Seinfeld holds up. I think Friends doesn't at all. But like, and you have like never funny, but that's a whole different conversation to have. Well, and then you have like more, more uh, the modern sitcoms like The Office, the the Parks and Rec, um, Always Sunny. Like it's like these these spaces are filled. There's not really a um, surreal. uh, What is it? What? what, How do we describe it? So it's a it's a mystery murder mystery in the theme of a soap opera the style of a show soap opera in the style of a soap opera with the uh underbelly of a <laughs> x-files almost yeah x-files is a good way to put it not even x Fuck, i don't even know further up <laughs> with the with the underbelly of david lynch <laughs> yeah yeah um it's just such a it's just such a weird one-of-a-kind show um I like legitimately I can't think of 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 like network television like like obviously we can go find you know season one of Westworld and I still don't think that that's in the same space necessarily but you can find something more thought-provoking um that is you know sometimes funny I I don't know if you're gonna find anything that's like so people don't really do soap operas contemporary like it would just be like a drama but i still don't think i can find a funny drama murder mystery that is like surreal like this um i mean the twilight zone in one or two episodes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess uh but certainly nothing that ran 30 episodes and then a movie and then another 15 episodes (laughs) um very much looking forward to watching this season. I'm just curious how they're going to do it. So, 25 years later, they got a bunch of the actors back, right? They Everybody that was alive, with the exception of Truman and Donna. Like, like anybody that... I think that it's... it's My understanding is that they, they replaced Sheriff Truman with another sheriff, which once you see the actor, they pick the perfect person to fill the spot. Um, but it's clear that he's not playing Truman. And then the actress that played Donna was actually replaced for the movie Fire Walk With Me. So neither 
actress makes an appearance in season three, is my understanding. But everyone else comes back. Okay. I'm just curious. I'm excited to see it. There is, like, I, I haven't watched it, obviously. I just, I know what happens from, like, summaries and, like, that three, four-hour theory video about Twin Peaks. Um what i what i've seen of season three it's um it's like the it, there's obviously it's not it's not the soap opera set dressing anymore um and it's not they don't really have the murder mystery there's still like comedy uh and i guess it is a drama but like it, it feels whereas i think what we watched these last two seasons felt like a 70 30 split everything else versus the supernatural, maybe 70, 20. It feels more lopsided toward the like surreal supernatural. Um, well, I mean, that makes sense. You know, you're getting a one season deal. You kind of just got to sum it all up. And the su- stuff that you actually want summed up is the surreal shit. Well, and, and also from uh, what I've seen, uh, there's only more questions. I don't think, I don't think we get any real answers to be honest. <laughs> uh, I just want to see what happens with Cooper. That's what I care about. Yeah, well... And I just love Kyle McLaughlin. Spoiler alert. Uh, Cooper, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, gets the opportunity to play three different versions of Cooper in season three. <laughs> that, that excites me. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I'm pumped for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... it's um, we'll, 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 we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, so next on the docket, we'll watch Fire Walk with me. And we'll come back and talk about Fire Walk with me. I don't know if uh, if it's on Hulu. Maybe we talk about it next week. But um, all in all, uh, solid show. I don't think I think there's some some real ten out of ten points. <laughs> uh, the final episode, a bunch of season one, handful of stuff in season two. But I think my my average rating for the show right now is like. May probably uh, let's use our scale zero one two. It's a two out of two, like yeah, four overall points. show is a two out of two. If you like this stuff, if you don't like this, this the surreal, supernatural, quirky humor, um, that's the other thing too. I don't think we spoke too much about it. How like, uh, like small town quirky the humor is. Yeah, I I enjoy it though. No, no, as like a, as a positive. I just mean that like it's very. What's the word? I get innocent in its humor. Yeah. Um, and since even slapstick at times, like all the Andy stuffs, always slapstick. Right, right. Kind of the the. Not no, there's physical humor, but I feel like like that is slapstick. Like that is classic. You'd see that in like a Three Stooges slapstick. Some of the stuff, but. Um, just all like the delivery and like the the way people do things. Uh, was Cooper's line in the first episode? Uh, this is the kind of town that people slow down when they see a yellow light. They don't speed up. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that followed like that was like a through line uh, emotionally for like these two seasons, and uh, we're not going to see that again. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. So, fire walk with me, and then season three is 
18 episodes. So we've got at least 19 more episodes of this podcast. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, closing out. These are my closing thoughts. I don't know. Is there anything you want to close on before I, before I mention this thing that's unrelated? Um, no, I just want to say, you know, I let the pot, the, let the people know we had a boys weekend last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We survived. That was, that was a good time. We had a lot of fun. Um, but we also, we got into playing some board games and we played a game called Stratego. Do you remember that? No, no, I missed it. Oh man. I think you were just so drunk that you don't remember us playing, what? but someone found Stratego in my game pile. I was like, Hey, coach you ever play this i was like no nah, man i've never played it. it's always just sat there i've never played it before we were drinking having a good time you know knocking pieces off the board it was Classic. it was an enjoyable time i'd like to let anybody else listening to this know that it's a, it's a great great game wow is it named after the iron maiden song off their last album <laughs> uh i think iron maiden is actually really big fans of the game stratego and they wanted to make a very artistic stylization of their interpretation of how intense playing Shirtigo gets. That's accurate. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Well, I'm excited to, to play this Iron Maiden endorsed game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a good night. All right. You too, man. <laughs> Bye.